Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. If we don't engage in impeachment inquiries to get the documents and the testimony and the information we need, then I believe that our voters will feel betrayed and that likely that could be the biggest win the Democrats could hope for in 2024 when it really matters to investigate them and to hold them accountable. And we can do that without the Senate and without the White House. And that's why it should be investigations first, policy, uh, bill making to support the lobbyists and the PACs as a, as, as a far, far diminished priority. That's Congressman Matt Gates admitting that the GOP will pursue impeachment, not policy, if they win the House. My guest, Congresswoman Yvette Clark, a proud daughter of Jamaican immigrants, raised in central Brooklyn, senior member of both the House Energy and Commerce Committee, and by the way, the House Committee on Homeland Security, uh, and a member of the Congressional Black Caucus. And by the way, this week, the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation legislative uh, sessions are, are going to take place. And Congresswoman Clark, first of all, thanks for being here on, with us. We've got to do this more often. But let me just get your response to what Matt Gates said. Well, first of all, let me just say a pleasant good morning to you and your listeners. Joe, it's great to be back with you again. I was jumping in on Matt Gates because he is, you know, one of the uh, head leadership in the uh, extreme MAGA crowd. What he has said is not surprising. That's what they've been saying. Uh, those members of the Republican Party, the extreme MAGA crowd, uh, is all about retribution. They're all about living in a parallel universe where, uh, you know, they get to dominate uh, the American people uh, in, in, in all manner of ways. Um, one of those ways is to, uh, you know, subvert democracy. And uh, this is just a part and parcel of what we face as a nation should this extreme MAGA crowd uh, in, in some form or fashion uh, become leadership, particularly in the House of Representatives, where impeachment proceedings always, always begin. So it is critical for our people to get out and vote. Uh, you know, it, when you say that you're going to spend uh, the majority of your time impeaching Joe Biden, the duly elected president of the United States, uh, you know, we're in a world of trouble and in for a world of hurt uh, because nothing uh, that we are, have on our agenda from voting rights to, uh, to, to, to uh, police accountability to affordable housing and, and all of the host of climate change, all the host of things that we face day to day will not even be uh, uh, embarked upon by this crowd. That, so, and you answered my next question because I was going to ask, that there are some, there's a lot of unfinished public policy issues that the House has to deal with, correct? Absolutely. I mean, it's ongoing. We are just coming out of a pandemic. We are coming down. We're coming out of an economic shutdown that reconfigured uh, the way people work, how, how people access opportunities, uh, you know, and getting our 
incomes straightened out and, uh, you know, progressing uh, beyond COVID-19. These individuals, uh, you know, are in denial about what we have experienced as a nation, what we continue to go through uh, in the nation, and the need for us to really make the investment to, to make sure that we grow out of this condition as a nation. Uh, as they're just uh, focused on, as I stated, retribution. Uh, they have not gotten over the fact that the American people have elected Joe Biden as president of the United States, and they distract from all of the other very pertinent issues, day-to-day bread-and-butter issues that impact our communities by embarking on uh, this uh, Don Quixote quest uh, for uh, impeachment. We, we can't afford that, and we can't allow it to happen. My guest uh, is Congresswoman Yvette Clark, who is, uh, again, represents... Uh, your congressional district is out of Brooklyn, correct? That's correct. It's New York's ninth congressional district in Central and South Brooklyn. The this will be the fifty-first uh, Congressional Black Caucus Foundation Legislative Conference. Uh, if you don't mind, can you explain to the listeners what is the difference to between the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation? and the Congressional Black Caucus. Absolutely. Well, the Congressional Black Caucus is the membership uh, of legislators uh, that make up a body of uh, the conscience of the Congress uh, here on Capitol Hill. The Congressional Black Caucus Foundation is a nonprofit 501c3 organization founded by the members of the Congressional Black Caucus to make sure that we can uh, provide opportunities for young people, for internships and fellowships uh, in our offices and on Capitol Hill to gain experience in public policy making, to make sure that we have a vehicle through which we can uh, explain to the public and provide for the public information and education about the various policy issues that we are advocating for, that we are getting the win on in terms of what we have been legislating on Capitol Hill to enhance and uplift our people. Uh, It's a vehicle that uh, has its own separate autonomy from the Congressional Black Caucus members with the board of directors and uh, a, a staff that pretty much focused on the condition of black folks across this nation and ways in which we can develop policies to impact their lives. Congresswoman Clark, so how does the uh, Congressional Black Caucus Foundation Legislative Conference, uh, how does it, uh, how is it implemented? How important is it? Who attends? Well, the conference is open to all communities, uh, particularly uh, communities where the Congressional Black Caucus members uh, represent. Uh, and we have uh, 56 members of the Congressional Black Caucus, two members of the United States Senate, and the balance being in the House of Representatives. Uh, we encourage and invite 
uh, individuals from black America, regardless of whether you reside in a congressional black caucus district or not, to Washington, D.C., to the annual legislative conference so that we can come to the coalesce, uh, inform and educate one another and hopefully leave there with a plan of action for ways in which we can continue to build um, and uh, create opportunities within black America. So these are, are, I guess, some local elected officials, state elected officials. Uh, well, no, it, it, it's open to the public. Pub, oh, okay, so, so anybody any can attend. Absolutely. There's a registration process. You can go to the uh, CBCF, the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation website, and I'm certain they have directions there on how one can access uh, the registration. Uh, there is an open registration process. Uh, people can get a day pass to attend, and it's free. It's free. Our sessions, our workshops, our brain trust are all free to the public. So I want to encourage your listeners, if they happen to be in Washington, D.C. this week, uh, this will be an opportune moment to interface with members of the Congressional Black Caucus and uh, experts in every field of endeavor that will be on uh, at the uh, convention center here in Washington, D.C., sharing their knowledge, their expertise uh, with uh, the people who will be in attendance. It begins uh, September 28th uh, at 28. Now, let me ask you about um, your luncheon uh, and what when is it and what will you be discussing at the, uh, the your luncheon, uh, Congresswoman Clark? Well, we are going to be hosting a panel, and I believe the panel is on Friday, September 30th, from 2 to 5, excuse me, from 4 to 5 p.m. It's a one-hour session at the Walter E. Washington Convention Center, and the subject that we will be discussing is the adverse impact of the affordable housing crisis on the black community. You know, I happen to live in Brooklyn, New York, where uh, the the crisis of uh, housing is at an all-time high. I happen to work and live in Washington, D.C., where the crisis for home ownership of homelessness and affordable housing is at an all-time high. And, you know, we we are at, at a stage where this crisis must be addressed. Uh, And that's what my panel will be discussing. Uh, Giving remarks at the panel will be Secretary Marsha Fudge of the Department of, uh, excuse me, the Housing and Urban Development Department of the United States, Congressman Emanuel Cleaver II, who is the chairman of the subcommittee on housing on the full committee of financial services. Our panelists will include Assemblywoman Latrice Walker of the 55th Assembly District from Brooklyn, New York, Valerie White, Executive Director of LISC New York City, Diane Yentel, President and CEO of the National Low Income Housing Coalition, Lisa Rice, President and CEO of the National Fair Housing Alliance, Dominique Jackson of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. She's a regional administrator from the Midwest. William Bill Waite, excuse me, Bates, Vice President of Real Estate 
for Eaton Park Hospitality Group Incorporated. Now, these individuals uh, have uh, some very keen observations about what is happening out there uh, in our communities, to our communities, with the pressures of gentrification and inflation, uh, the rising of interest rates, mortgage interest rates, um, and what this all means for the black community. And I think it's uh, critical when we look at the fact that this is 51 years of uh, the existence of the Congressional Black Caucus. We think about legislation, we think about civil rights, we think about voting rights. We also have to think about fair housing, which was one of those, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, primary pieces of legislation that was fought for, you know, to make sure that we would not be discriminated in housing. And we are finding that that discrimination, just like voting rights uh, discrimination, just like civil rights discrimination, continues uh, unabated Mm -hmm. in our society. So we will be having a conversation. We know that cities across the country are surging in rent prices and that there's a severe lack of affordable housing that uh, disproportionately impacts our communities. So the crisis, we believe, is further amplified by the rising income and wealth inequality that exists in our society. It's difficult for working-class families to continue to live in our cities where they work. So my session will address the increasing issues surrounding affordable housing, home ownership, and housing insecurity within the black community. And and I and, and I should emphasize that it's it's solution oriented. This isn't just uh, where people come in and and complain because uh I mean this as you just said it's happening across the country. I uh, I have a very dear friend uh Shelby Jordan uh and I bring this up because he invested in, in building in Los Angeles, and Lord knows they need it, not, not only in Brooklyn, but across the country, in across his city. Um, he, he, he invested in building low-income housing. Now, the reason I bring that up is to ask you this, and that is there, I assume there is opportunity for entrepreneurs or people who would like to uh, build low-income housing. Uh, so let me ask you, is is that a, something that's on the table? Well, I mean, that's always on the table. There is, uh, There has been for a long time uh, a divestment um, of, of, of housing, uh, building of new housing stock in the United States of America. And, you know, our population has grown exponentially uh, and we, so we've got to work with our developers, uh, particularly those of African descent, to, uh, you know, get plugged into uh, the housing starts, uh, the, the, the development work that needs to take place across this nation. And so that will be part of the conversation. We know right now developments are going up all across this nation. However, what we're finding is that uh, the the uh, the apartments, uh, whether they're to, to rent or to own, mm-hmm. are uh, economically out of reach for the average everyday person in our communities. And so 
uh, we find, for instance, in Brooklyn, when a developer uh, has built a multi-family dwelling, multiple units, uh, they will actually warehouse uh, apartments uh, as opposed to uh, bringing down the rent or making them affordable to the average everyday New Yorker. And that practice has got to stop. So we will be discussing all of that, Joe, okay. uh, as part of this workshop. It is critical uh, that we shine a light on housing. I mean, when our people are undefiled, the the likelihood of them and their children being able to advance in our society uh, it, it, it is a mammoth uh, task. Yeah. Uh, it, the likelihood of uh, there being success uh, is, is it, it diminishes uh, because of the displacement, uh, the shelter living, the temporary housing situation, and the homelessness that is inevitable when you're unable to find affordable housing yeah, yeah. or even purchase a home for right. your family. Yeah, I got to tell you, it's interesting. This is so timely. Personally, I have all grown, grown children. And, uh, you know, two of them are uh, successful, good jobs, and they're both going. One's in California. My God, we can't afford to even think about buying uh, a son, St. Louis. He's, he's, I got to get, I, my rent's going up. I, this is what's going on even for our children and, and grandchildren. You are, you're 100% correct. So let me do this once again. What time is the uh, session? And, and it'll be here in Washington D.C. at the uh, again at the Walter Washington Convention Center. Uh, you want to give the time again? Absolutely. Go ahead. It's going to be it's going to be held from four to five p.m. on Friday, September thirtieth, at the Walter E. Washington Convention Center. Okay, and please, people, let me encourage you. Please attend these sessions. Please. Um, they are informative. They're solution-oriented. And I can't thank you enough, uh, Congresswoman Clark, for taking the time. And, again, if there's anything I can do uh, to help you push this legislatively or otherwise, don't even hesitate to uh, contact us. Well, thank you so much, Joe. And um, our theme this year for the annual legislative conference is advancing our purpose and elevating our power. It's our time, folks. Come on out and hear uh, yeah. the latest of what is taking place and what needs to take place within our communities. And we'll, you know what? We'll talk again, particularly I want to emphasize uh, getting out the vote and uh, for the midterm. So we'll we'll get Absolutely. back. We'll get back to you. I, I promise. Thank you very much. At Congresswoman. Yvette Clark. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.